WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 162, all about the Silmarillion, chapter 21 of Turin Turinbar. Of Turin Turinbar, being the 162nd part of That's What I'm Talking About. Hello, my name is Mary Clyde. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, and right now I'm reading The Silmarillion, so you don't have to. Now, previously on That's What I'm Talking About, I was joined by Tori and Paul from The Silly Marillion to talk about this um, interesting chapter from the mind of Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien, and it turned out there was simply too much trauma for one episode. So this is part two of that chapter discussion. If you have not listened to part one, go back and listen to that. It came out this past Tuesday. Oh yeah, because today is Saturday. Hi, if you're listening to this, the day it came out. Isn't this exciting? You get two episodes in one week. And actually, by the time Tuesday comes around, it'll be three episodes within the span of one week. Super exciting. Anyway, this is part two of Turin Turin Bar. If you have not listened to part one, go do that and then come back and check this out because um, things escalate. Meanwhile, Turin has convinced Oradreth. I love how like for hundreds of years, Nargothrond and the elves in Nargothrond, they've had this like battle tactic against Morgoth of like stealth. We're going for stealth. Secret city. And then Turin shows up and he's like, nah, we got to go out guns a blazing. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So they build a giant bridge. Finrod rolling rolling in his grave going, Honestly, the whole right. point was that was you're not that... supposed to know where it is. Yeah, that like we're supposed to be Brooklyn safe bridge here. to it. <laughs> yes. You like literally put up giant arrow signs being like, here we one are. of two hidden cities is here. Yeah. At least Gondolin has those mountains. Yeah, and in the short term th- of things, like the battles, like they're they're really winning, and like they're getting all of these weapons and supplies out, and like soldiers are like things are expedited a lot more, so they're doing a lot better on the battlefront. But it says Nargothrond was revealed to the wrath and hatred of Morgoth. Bum, bum, bum. Um, God. Meanwhile, Morwen. Who, oh, I don't think we've mentioned it at this point. Morwen, um, while Turin was gone, had another daughter named Neonor. And they did not come and join Turin in Doriath because Morwen couldn't imagine leaving the home that she had shared with her, her, Huron, her husband, Huron. <laughs> and. So it's taken her all this time, all these years. And then finally she's like, okay, I guess we'll go to Doriath. So she goes, they go to Doriath and they get there and find out that Turin is not there and he is gone. And also that like no word has that. It's not like, oh yeah, he's out battling whatever. It's like, nah, he like ran away for some reason. <laughs> like, like it's literally the no one, <laughs> no one told him to leave, but he did. They actually told him many whack. times to come back. Yeah, like we gave him multiple opportunities to come back. Like (laughs) he chose this for himself. They're in Doriath and they're upset that Turin is not there. Now back in Nargothrond, a message comes from 
Olmo, which is important to pay attention to, maybe. <laughs> like, maybe let's do what the Lord says, what God. the Lord of Waters says. Um, and he says, um, shut the doors of the fortress and go not abroad. Cast the stones of your pride into the loud river that the creeping evil may not find the gate. So he is telling them, destroy the bridge, close the gates, go back to your original plan of like stealth and defense, because if not, like Morgoth and his forces are coming for you. Um, and <laughs> it says Orodreth was troubled by the dark words, but Turin is like, don't worry about it. <laughs> nah. like, I this trust? is a pretty cool bridge. I don't I like... That's really sad if we tore that down. Who should I trust? The god who literally helped establish this nation. Mm-hmm. Or this ram- or. random goth kid who showed up like a year or two ago. Yeah. Who's cursed? Kid for and sure. is seducing my daughter. Yes. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> Morgoth's um, armies are able to get into Nargothron like no problem. <laughs> wow. Who could have warned them of this? It's the consequences of my own actions. It's the, like, entire, like, meme of Megamind. How did they find my secret hideout? And it's just this <laughs> it's like, bridge leading to it. It's like, yeah. get off yeah. at exit 59. Exactly. <laughs> In this battle, Glaurung is coming, the dragon. First dragon. And it says, no one but Turin, uh, defended by his dwarf mask, could withstand the approach of Glaurung. So his armor, he's the only one who is really able to fight Glaurung. And in this battle, Ordreth dies. So if we are, again, keeping track of our family trees, listeners, I say as I flip back to the family trees. Um, Galadriel is the so, only one of her siblings still yes. alive now. So... Turgon is the only son of Fingolfin, the only child of Fingolfin left. Galadriel is the only child of Finarfin left. But all the sons of Fanor <laughs> are still hanging out. So I guess Those we'll see what happens jerks. to them. Those it. jerks are still <laughs> Yeah, this whole chapter, it. I was like, where are y'all? <laughs> like, there's a lot of like fighting going on. Like, where are y'all? So anyway, so Ordra back at the ranch is killed. Exactly. <laughs> Turin takes Gwyndor, who has been wounded, and, you know, gets him out of Nargothrond and... And Gwyndor is like, forget about me, go back to Nargothrond, save Fendi, for she alone stands between thee and thy doom. If thou fail her, it shall find it if thou fail her, it shall not fail to find thee. Um and then either Gwyndor dies or runs away. I can't uh, remember. He dies, I believe. Gwyndor okay, just straight cool. up. Cool. Peace out. Bye. Yep. Um in the body count in this chapter. So Such a high. body count in this chapter. I can't even <laughs> like start not to think even about including it. like the random like civilians. And oh whatnot, yeah, no, who are dying like, in these the mass battles, slaughter yeah. that happens. Like random background soldier number fifty-seven. You know, yeah. he goes. Turin goes. Turns back to Nargothrond, and it says, "In that day, the bridge over Narog proved an evil." <laughs> And so Glaurung just literally goes like waltzing into Nargothrond. And it's like, cool place you got here. <laughs> you guys got a lot of treasure. I like that. Meanwhile, like every like everyone else in, in Nargothrond is either fleeing or Dead. they're being terrorized or they're being killed. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and so Turin stands up to fight Glaurung, but Glaurung puts a spell on him with, like, he, he has m- magic, You'll, mind it's, control It's a thing magic, where you, I, if yeah. you look into a dragon's eyes, that can kind of, like, hypnotize you. Yeah, hypnotize, that's what I'm looking for, yeah. So he is frozen kind of in this daze while everyone is being, like, all of the rest of the people of Nargothrond are being, like, captured and carried away. And then Glaurung begins taunting Turin. And I try not to make a lot of Harry Potter references, but they're <laughs> throughout my brain constantly. Um, this feels really similar to how the Horcrux, the Locket Horcrux taunts Ron when they try to destroy it because he just tells Turin, Glaurung tells Turin all of the things that like are probably in his, in the back of his head, but like now someone is voicing them about how um, you're, like, you could be a prince, but you're dressed in rags. No one cares about you. You're living such a miserable life. Also, your mom and sister are going to hate you forever. Just really throwing in all the insults. And- yeah. And it says, um, he saw himself as in a mirror misshapen by malice and loathed that which he saw. So, yeah, meanwhile, all the people are being taken away and he can hear Fendi crying and screaming in the background. <laughs> Um, Yikes. And that's will haunt him till his dying days that he wasn't able to break this spell yeah, and go save her. thing that haunts him. Just yeah. another. Just add to the list. Killed, my, so killed my best friend. Failed to save this girl. Yeah. Who he didn't even love, by the way. Like, she loved him. He was like, mm, no, I don't like you. Then. Um, they're having a stare off. Yeah, they're having a stare off. Um. And Turin eventually, like, wakes up um, and is about to, like, come at him. But Glaurung says, small help will that be to Morwen and Neonor. So he's like, have you forgotten your mom and your sister? You've just abandoned them in, I don't even think he says Doriath. He says, like, you've forgotten all about them. You've abandoned them. So sad. He lets him go. And he says, um, if thou tarry for Finduilas, Finduilas, Finduilas. Yeah. If thou tarry for Finduilas, then never shalt thou see Morwen again, and never at all shalt thou see Neonor, thy sister, and they will curse thee. Um, and then this sentence says, Turin passed away on the northward road. And I was like, wait, what? He died? <laughs> Just like that? And I was like, what the heck? I mean, okay. Like, what weird. is the rest of There's this chapter still 10 about? More pages of this chapter. What is going on? And then, like, you keep reading, and I was like, oh no, it means that he he literally like he walked, he passed in in a way direction. <laughs> like he he passed away from Nargothrond. So confusing. Great, great wording, Tolkien. Great wording. Oh my god, it was so confusing. Um, so um, Glaurung takes up all the treasures and riches of Nargothrond and hoards them, and takes a nice little nap on his on his pile of treasure. Um, okay, we're like kind of halfway through now. You think that'd be the end of it? Nope, it gets worse. So Turin is like, okay, so I need to go find find my sister and mom and I need to go find Finduilas. 
Um, so he goes back to Hithlum, his home country. He finds uh, his he finds Morwen's friend, and she tells him that they have left. And I can't remember. Yeah, she said she does know that they went to Doriath looking for him, which is you know always like the the irony of of this situation of this chapter. Um, and it's oh yeah, and then also rumors have spread. It says that the Black Sword of the South, which is him, I guess, has fallen. Um, and then Turin's eyes were opened and the last threads of Glaurung's spell were loosed. And for anguish and wrath at the lies that he, that he, and for wrath at the lies that had deluded him and hatred of the oppressors of Morwen, a black rage seized him and he slew Broda or Broda in his hall and other Easterlings that were his guests. So he's killed the husband of Morwen's friend yeah. who who told them like no they're not here they're in Doriath and so this is when he realizes that everything like what he what Glavon was talking about of like abandoning his mother and sister and like they hate you and, and all this stuff and like they're gonna die without you is like he's like oh my god they're in Doriath and they're safe like I can't believe I fell for it he just rages black rage Bla- not, not just like a rage a black rage even the rage is goth <laughs> um so then he looks around and he goes okay it's better I, like they're safe in doriath and like even if they're not safe in doriath there's probably nothing i can do for them at this point so i'm gonna let them be because they're probably safer there without me than if i were to because again this is the whole self you know hatred thing where he's like if I show up, I'm just going to ruin everything for them. Eh. Which is kind of true. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, but again, like the irony of the situation is that if he had gone to Doriath, they would have stayed there and the things that happened to them later wouldn't have happened. Have you know? Happened. So he just has a lot of bad luck. <laughs> it's just what bad happens luck. when you're cursed by Morgoth, you know? Yeah. Like, so he like decides to, to change paths and he's like, okay, so I'm going to leave them. Now I'm going to go find Finduilos. And he comes across this group of men who fought and killed a bunch of orcs, but they deliver the news that they, like, they were too late and the people that the orcs had captured were killed. And it says, Finduilos, they pinned to a tree with a spear. So she died, saying at the last, tell the Mormigil that Fendulos is here. And she does. As is standard for the women of the Silmarillion, I would say she deserved a much better life. And it was going great until a man got involved and showed up. Yeah. yeah. So what have we learned, listeners? No men. Rip. No men. No. Coming no from men. the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where are we? Oh, yeah. So then he like breaks down crying and all of the men around him are like, oh, he must be the Mormon. He's the black, like probably like probably like a fangirl moment of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's him in real life. We're watching him have a breakdown. This is what we've heard about. We get to watch it. Um, so he decides Turin is like, I'm done with all this nonsense. I'm going to go hide in the woods again. Um, 
It says he put his shadow behind him, forsaking the past. He took, therefore, a new name, <laughs> Turambar, which in the high elven speech sig- signified Master of Doom. Doom, doom, doom. I feel like that's part of his personal healing process. It's <laughs> something bad happens. It's like, you know what? I'm going to embrace Choose it. a new name. <laughs> yes. Like- yeah. Instead yeah, of cutting it's his hair or dyeing his hair, just whole new identity. But still, yeah, he's but gonna, still kind of an emo identity, but new identity. He's gonna cut some bangs, do like an at-home piercing or now something. Now he'll go for the spikes. No, so as Get some like tattoos. Yes, yes, mohawk now with spikes, <laughs> yeah, or something. As a more dramatic element, he does think it is his name that is cursed. So him constantly picking a new name mm. is like, oh no, they know me by this name now. I gotta get a new name, otherwise the curse like he is can gonna hide follow me. From yeah. this, like- he can hide. He told Gwyndor, he's like, why'd you say my name? You're not supposed to say my name. And Gwyndor's like, it's not about your name! It's you! You're <laughs> it's the your name! Family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like, the fact that he named himself Master of Doom, where he's like, maybe, instead of trying to hide from it, I'm gonna be like, heh! Let's embrace it. me now. Like, you, what are you going to do now? You are just calling it down on you at this point. So he lays down the black sword and takes the bow and spear instead. Now meanwhile. back in Doriath. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile in Doriath. Morwen and Neonor. Meanwhile in Doriath, Morian. Morian. Oh, my God. Oh, we've been going for a while, My brain we? is just <laughs> slosh right now. It's all right, you're doing fantastic. This is a <sighs> lot to take Turin in. I blame and his 50 names. <laughs> oh, my God. Meanwhile in Doriath, Morwen and Neonor are, they're very upset because no word has come uh, about Turin. They don't know what where he is or what he's doing. Um, and Morwen is, and it says, refusing the counsel of Melian. And it, that's always like mistake number one with anyone in this in this book is like when you decide to not listen to Melian, you know, like she knows what she's doing. Or Let's any of the to Valar, her. to be fair. Like, yeah. I think it'd be like common sense. You, you think they yeah. would have learned. Listen to the gods. Why so don't I, we listen to the gods more and the when, gods here, you know? More when ignoring the advice of Melian and Melian being like, okay, now I see where Turin got it from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she leaves Doriath to go look for Turin, and Thingol sends some people out after Morwen to look for her and either protect her or bring her back, and Neonor disguises herself amongst them, believing that um, if she see that if Morwen were to see her daughter in this danger, she'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go back. I'll come back." The whole gang eventually all get together. You know, eventually Neonor, they find out, you know, she was in disguise and that she's there. Um, Mablung is one of, is the, because the other one's, the other guy is dead. <laughs> so it's Mablung here. And um, he is leading the uh, group of, of soldiers and Morwen and... Neonor, and they are heading towards Nargothron because that's where they they're like, we think we last heard that maybe he was there or he could be there, so let's head there. Um and then Glaurung flies over and Neonor and Morwen are running away on their horses. Oh wait, I think I've jumped ahead. Um that's right, they get to Nargothrond 
And Mablung tells Morwen and Neonor to stay behind, and the rest of the soldiers go into Nargothrond. And Glaurung is there, and it says, Gla- but because they, they think that they're being stealthy. And then it says, but Glaurung was aware of all they th- all that they did. <laughs> I don't know if he just says, a, yeah, a heat of wrath and a vast vapor and foul reek. And Mablung and the company are blinded and lost. Then Glaurung flies up and over and causes the horses that Morwen and Neonor are on to go crazy and they buck them off. Um, and like everything is really chaotic. And it says, thus the ladies were lost and of Morwen indeed, no sure tidings came ever to Doriath after. Is That's rip, I guess. <laughs> like, so is she dead? Like, like just... Do we add her even, to like, the body count? It's just very random where, like, there's this wind and, and like, chaos that's happening um, with the horses and Glaurung and, like, somehow Morwen gets lost in the hustle and bustle and it's not even, like... And then the dust cleared and they saw that she'd been trampled by a horse, you know? Like, yeah. she just, like, disappeared. <laughs> they don't know where she went. But Neonor... She makes it back to um, the top of the hill that like overlooks Nargothrond or something and makes eye contact with Glaurung. And he laid, I know, right? Like maybe let's just all wear like sunglasses or something. Or just (laughs) don't look the evil lizard in the eye. I don't think she would know that he's evil, you know? Like, like. So he laid a spell of utter darkness and forgetfulness upon her so that she could remember nothing that had ever befallen her, nor her own name, nor the name of any other. And for many days, she could neither hear nor see nor stir by her own will. And Glaurung flies away and leaves her there frozen, just like... He's pulling a goof. He's (laughs) pulling a prank on her. What a terrible prank. What a horrible man. <laughs> what a horrible lizard. Mablung finds her and she's, you know, standing there in a daze. She can't even, like, she's not even capable of thought, I don't think, at this point. Like, she is just a, a vessel. She's just a shell of a person at this point. He, like, takes her hand and leads her away. He can tell that, like, this is just, like, whatever she's, whatever spell she's under is just really, like, heartbreaking it's a very upsetting scenario um and it gets worse um (laughs) what do you mean how could it get worse oh just wait so mablung's company find them and at one point they are attacked by orcs and neonor is starting to gain back sight and hearing but she still is not like capable of understanding what's going on. And so she is obviously frightened. She runs away. It says, for she fled as an af- for she fled as in a madness of fear, swifter than a deer, and tore off all her clothes as she ran until she was naked. And she passed out of their sight, running northward, and though they sought her long, they found her not, nor any trace of her. Um, and this is when I started to be concerned that Just possibly, now? possibly, yeah, there's been a lot of cause for concern. <laughs> this is our like fifth red flag. <laughs> this is when I started to be concerned. The idea popped into my head. I was like, wait a minute. 
she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know anything about her name, where she comes from, who she might be related to if she happened to run into them in a forest. Turin has never met her. Yeah, Turin doesn't, like, he knows of her. He knows that he has a sister, but he does, he's never met her. He doesn't know her name. No, I guess he would know her name, but she doesn't know her name. Um, He doesn't know what she looks like. She doesn't know what he looks like. I immediately became scared. Can't mean anything. Don't worry and I, about I wrote, it. I wrote in all caps, Freud, you stay away. <laughs> so. Could giggling be. in the not, background. Not good old wholesome Jimmy Tolkien. Not, <laughs> not wholesome Tolkien. Continues running. Um, it's, it's actually extremely, everything that happens to her is extremely upsetting for it a is. variety of reasons. It's really heartbreaking. It's really sad and distressing. So she is scared. She is naked. She, I think, it, yeah, it compares her to, yeah, like a, fr- a frightened animal yeah, being hunted. hunted. Yeah. She is also, like, at this point, she basically has, like, the mind, the mental capacity of an infant. Yeah. yeah, a child. So Turin finds her and saves her and she wakes up and it says she looked upon Turin as she looked upon Turinbar, she was comforted. And I started to get more oh, no. nervous and unsure. That's a, and she yeah. was comforted. And it's like the meme of as a sibling, right? Yeah. As a sibling, right? Yeah. <laughs> he asks her, do you like, who are you? What's your name? Where'd you come from? What's going on? And she just starts crying because she doesn't remember anything. And he says, don't worry, I'll give you a name. He names her uh, Niniel. Which is close enough to Neonor. Tear Maiden. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, can you stop giving people these, like, including yourself, like these depressing names? Like, I'm the master of doom. And this is my wife, Tear Maiden. Tear Maiden. Good Lord. Gotta stick with the brand. Oh, Stick with the Hot Topic brand. Stay on brand. You gotta. She says out loud, Niniel, which is the first word she had spoke um, after this darkness. They spend a while together traveling, and they, amongst this group of people, is Brandir, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's this guy named Brandir, and they bring her to him, and he is healed, and he loves her. So, so, okay. So she stays with them for a while. He, Bryn, Brandir, who is the leader of, of this group of people, he is uh, the descendant, like, of the lead of the house of Halith. Yeah. Is it Halith? Yeah. So he is their leader, and he falls in love with her. But all her heart was given to Turambar. I was like, maybe it means... Like a, a in a brotherly love. sisterly yeah. way, they have that connection. They're siblings. They have that automatic like family. Maybe love. yeah. Maybe like she cares for him immensely because he saved her. Yeah. However, that's not what happened. Um. So the war is still going on. Turn uh stays in Brethil and doesn't go out to fight, and he in turn begins to fall in love with Niniel. And asks for her in marriage. Ooh. But for that time, she was delayed in spite of her love, for Brandir foreboded he knew not what and sought to restrain her. So I love that Brandir, even though like he loves her and he probably does have this ulterior motive of like, I want to break y'all up, you know? He's also like 
something doesn't seem right here. Something's <laughs> up about this Master of Doom. kind of look yeah. a little similar. <laughs> yeah, like it's, that's a bit weird. Isn't that weird? That's a bit weird. It's right? all of us watching the Folgers commercial. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, not the Folgers commercial. Being like, this, 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 oh, this no. seems off. <laughs> this seems oh, off. No. Um, like, it means nothing. It probably means nothing. <laughs> so, the years pass. Turambar asked Niniel again and vowed now that he would wed her or else go back to war in the wild. So, okay. All right. So, let's. Let's back up here. First oh, of all, we know that they are brother and sister. They do not. Um, she was found in this extremely vulnerable, horrific state where she is, she, she can't speak. She doesn't know how to speak. She doesn't remember anything about her, about her past, about um what happened to her or how she came to be to you know she has the 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 mind of a child essentially and sure over the years um it's that like as she is living with the people these people she gradually like gains the the language skills back and like and whatnot but like i'm kind of like there's no way she can is able to like fully comprehend and consent to everything that is happening to her or understand everything that's happening to her. And now on top of all of that, he is giving her this ultimatum, which is such an emo boy move to do, which is like, it's, I mean, this is, this is an extremely serious. I mean, but this is eventually what he's saying is like, you better stay, like, you better marry me or else I'm going to kill myself is, is essentially what he's saying. Because he, he, I mean, like, you know, going off to war at this point is essentially your own death sentence. And then it says, Neniel took him with joy. With it's like, joy. well, yeah, After what choice that. do you have? Yeah. So she's been now essentially coerced into this wedding. And, like, again, she loves him. But, like, how much of that is she, like, able to to understand fully for yeah. herself? You know, it's so tricky. A little bit of what, um, uh, Stockholm Syndrome? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Stockholm syndrome like, nothing about it is good. Um, meanwhile, Glarong has heard that the Black Sword was in Brethil. And so word starts coming that... Um, that that Glaurung is going to start coming towards them and fighting them. Um, so they so they start to prepare for this, and Turin says it's no use for us to go out and fight Glaurung because he's just going to kill us all. So um, here's I, I think the phrasing of this is really funny. It says um, it was vain to go against Glaurung with all their force, for only by cunning and good fortune could they defeat him. He offered, therefore, himself to seek the dragon. <laughs> and it's like, you are not good fortune or cunning, but okay. Did you hear the instructions? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go fight Glaurung on my own. Y'all go and seek refuge somewhere else for a while. Um, and if I defeat Glaurung, awesome. And we can all come back and live here and be safe. If Will he kills me, then he's going to come here next. So... You know, y'all go away and I'll draw him out away from here maybe for a bit and we'll battle and see what happens. He's like, so who's going to come with me? I need I need three 
disposable background character yeah, to literally. accompany me. Dorlas stood forth, um, who is uh, at some point, I think he was introduced that he's like one of the leaders or something. Brandir wishes that he could go, but he is uh, he is lame. He was born either it happened. In, I, I can't remember where it says either. He was like born this I way believe, or it happened in his childhood. Yeah, he was like born with like a club foot or something. Yeah, he has a club foot. This is really where we get a lot of Shakespearean tropes because a lot of times in Shakespeare, the villain is He's a hunchback. He's disabled. Yes. Yes. Look how bad he is. Yeah. Thanks, man. And it's like, ooh, the ableism here, where um, it, it mentions that um, Brander is shamed in front of his people because he cannot go and fight the dragon, even though like he is their leader, you know, and he's the head of this house. But in his stead goes... Uh, Hunthor. Another his, guy. Hunthor. His- Cut, like cousin Cow. or something oh, like okay, a kinsman yeah. of his they set off these three guys that's it set off to go fight Glaurung. so meanwhile Niniel is pregnant Ooh, you just threw that in no warning god how doomed is that fetus <laughs> i like i literally hate it so much like and and again that's just double like, doom right there how knowing her mental state when they found her, just like how much did she understand well, about there is what's like happening? A span and... of time where she does like gain some consciousness. Like she is taken care of. She relearns the language. She redevelops. Yeah, but like but that was only three time, years ago. I, I feel guess. like start yeah. if you're starting from scratch in such a traumatized state of mind, like uh, everything's it's coming worse. together. Everything before worse. was like, oh, silly. Neniel is extremely upset that they are setting off, and she is afraid for Turin, and she is ready to go after them. Um, but Brandier tries to stop her. It's the continual thing of someone being like, hey, do you know who that guy is? Yeah, His real name is Turin. It's nothing You should good. maybe not. So Brandier tries to stop her, but she doesn't listen to him. And she goes after them. And then he is like, darn it. And so he goes after her. And the whole town goes after them, right? <laughs> Eventually, I think yeah. they go looking for them. Turin and the these two dudes um, find Glaurung laying at the base of a waterfall or a river Justic. or something. And so, yes. And so they find... So, so they sneak over as he is sleeping, except for Dorlos gets scared and runs off. Thanks for nothing, pal. And then Hunthor. This is... <laughs> So imagine you're one of three men that are brave enough to go also, fight a dragon. The fact that Dorlas was like, "You're a coward. You're like, you're you suck, Brandier. You're not willing to go fight this dragon." And then when they get to the point where he's like, "He's like, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye." Um, so Hunthor is killed by a falling rock, <laughs> and just imagine being one of three men who are brave enough. To go fight a dragon. One runs and away. And you are killed by a by falling rock. rock. <laughs> it's like when you hear like this really famous, like this really like powerful person died by like falling down the stairs or something. It's like killed by stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and so ended the house of Halleth. Yep. By a rock. So, Damn. 
by Death a rock. By yeah, rock. taken out by a rock. What a, <laughs> what an is, end. like, screaming in her grave, like, are you kidding me? That's how we go out. Turin is sneaking up to Glaurung, and with all the might of his arm and of his hate, he thrust his sword into the soft belly of the worm, even up to the hilts. Glaurung wakes up, and in a fit of agony, he's screaming, and he's, like, breathing fire everywhere as he's dying. Um, and he kind of, you know, like, flip him, flips and flops around and, you know, lands dramatically on the ground. Then Turin... Because he has to be dramatic. A-F. Could have just left it there. Could have left it there. He has to go get the cursed sword. He has True. to go retrieve it. So he it. goes to get it. He steps. He, he like plants his foot on top of the the dragons. And, you know, I can just see him like putting his fist in the air. Um, And he says, hail worm of Morgoth. Well met again. Die now and the darkness have thee. Thus is Turin, son of Huron, avenged. And it's like. Spoke too soon, my dude. Spoke too soon. I could have told you that. Chapter's not done, bro. And so he takes the sword out. The black blood of Glaurung is venomous. Yeah, venomous, because I know there's a difference between venomous and poisonous. So I was trying to be correct. Anyway, and it burns his hand. And then Glaurung wakes up. And I'm like, of course. Duh. Of course, like, yeah, you just had to go and, like, brag about it. Gives him the evil eye. (laughs) Yeah, and it says, and smote him with a look of such malice that it smote him like a blow. That knocks Turin out. Everyone, you know, who is fleeing or or back in the village or or watching from a distance, they hear the roars that Glaurung let out as he was being killed. And they see the fire and the smoke and they're like, well, he lost. (laughs) <laughs> Rip, rest in peace. <laughs> Neniel decides to go after, you know, go in their direction and find them. And then Brandir is following behind her. And she goes up to the dragon and is mourning next to the supposed body of Turim. Uh, she cries her tears onto his hand to heal him. And this is where, she with does, like. Why not? I really was like. The women in this book can't have anything where it's like she she is this like mourning woman who falls apart and has to heal her husband's wounds with her tears and just ugh. um and also remember it's her husband brother <laughs> her husband brother her brother husband oh my god who's uh, baby um, she's so carrying. she's mourning him Brander is watching all of this and is like okay everyone's dead sucks um but maybe she'll love me now (laughs) and so she he goes to collect her and he i think yeah i think like another yeah it says a darkness um crept upon her again so he takes her hand and again she's in this daze and lead leads her away oh uh he tried to lead her away before, after they had heard all like the crashing oh, before, and stuff. That, that happened before. And then she I'm mixing him, up everything. Goes, finds the hand, cries on it. Um, and so as she is sitting there crying, Glaurung wakes up. Has, and it, has like a last... Mari moment, like, we got the DNA test back. <laughs> yes. He's your brother. And the crowd goes, oh. This is just like ultimate villain villainy moment for Glaurung in his last breath says to her 
Hail Neonor, daughter of Huron. We meet again ere the end. I give thee joy that thou hast found thy brother at last. And now thou shalt know him. A stabber in the dark, treacherous to foes, faithless to friends, and a curse unto his kin, Turin, son of Huron. But the worst of all his deeds thou shalt feel in thyself. Horrendous. Then Glaurung dies. As far as last breaths go, like that was, he really went out with a punch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? You're pregnant with your brother's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Here's all the bad things. And by the way. It's like. Yeah, oh, by the way, didn't you know? Why couldn't he have been like Smog, who was just like, I'm taking all your gold. No, he's like, I'm going to trick you into having sex with your brother. death. And then let you know. By the way, you married your brother. Yeah. (laughs) Not just married him, that baby is your brother's. Rough. Just the phrase, but the worst of all his deeds, thou shalt feel in thyself. Feel in thyself. The delivery. Gross. Don't like it. And like. (laughs) <laughs> this is and like this is coming from someone who like I don't know if I ever actually no I do know I don't ever want to be pregnant yeah. ever in my life that sounds and and just knowing that like I it, and then it's like I feel like it would you would just be like oh my god I'm carrying an alien demon yeah. like that's has to be what it it's feels got, like, like five oh my god eyes. we're not done yet we're not this done yet <laughs> oh my god. So, so a couple pages left. Oh my god! But how? Could so, it get worse? um, yeah, Glowering dies, tells her all this, and she is like, "What the hell? Oh my god!" And goes and flings herself off a cliff, which I don't blame her. I probably would have done the exact same thing. So she flings herself over this this cliff into a river, and it says, was lost in the wild water. And she says the most Shakespearean thing when she kills herself. Farewell, O twice beloved, master of doom by doom mastered, O happy to be dead. Yeah. And, and that, like, the fact that, like, in this fit of madness, also, that she goes and flings herself over this cliff and, like, drowns in a river or whatever. I, I was like, this is mad Ophelia energy. Oh, my God. Like, yes. like completely. Does that make Beleg Polonius for getting stabbed? Yes. Uh, yeah, in, right. Inadvertently. So, Brand- yeah, Brandir, meanwhile, has just been standing by and watching all of this. Like, <laughs> whoa, that. This is a lot to take in. This is the best telenovela I have ever seen. It's like, that's nuts. That's messed up. He goes back into town and they're like, what happened? And he's like, uh. You will never believe. <laughs> no, really, Turns you will dead. not believe. Also, Niniel was his sister. Niniel is gone forever. The dragon is dead and Turambar is dead. And those tidings are good. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I feel like for a moment I was like, oh, he's going to be a bro and he's going to let the secret die with them. And he's just going to be like, you know what? Why don't you guys just believe me when I say this is good news that they are dead? Okay. Like no more further questions. Um, But he does reveal he was Turin, son of Huron, and Neniel was actually her brother. His, his yeah. sister. Yeah. Wait, his yeah. sister. <laughs> <laughs> They're related. We got there. 
It is very confusing. <laughs> Everyone is standing there, you know, crying. And then Turin <laughs> walks up and is like, what are we crying about? The Romeo and yes. Juliet fashion of, oh, no, he's dead. Kills yeah. myself. Oh, I'm alive. Um, And he's, and they're like, they, they think he's a ghost. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm obviously not a ghost because I'm here and I'm alive. And they say, but, but Brindir, what's his name? Brand, but Brandir said that. You died and Niniel died and that you guys are brother and sister. And he's like, obviously, Brandir is lying because he has a club foot <laughs> Um, is like what it says. And again, like v- very much like Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespearean yeah, he... villainy trope of like disfigured people, evil. Also, uh, yeah, because he's like, where's Niniel? And Brandir's like, she's dead. <laughs> And then the people are like, well, don't listen to him because he's told us you were dead. Yeah. And Turin's like, you were trying to muscle in on my wife. And then he... Uh, Brandir is like, no, 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 it's true. Glaurung said it. And they're like, hang on, what? <laughs> the dragon told you. Um, and I don't blame Turin for thinking that Glaurung was lying when he said that they were related because he had been lying and taunting Turin before. So I don't blame him for thinking that yeah. like, oh, yeah, these are just Glaurung's lies. He charges Brandir with leading Niniel to her death. Then he curses him and kills him. Then Mablung shows up like, hey guys, I bring I bring news. That's right, yeah. It's just that meme of everyone walking in, that guy walking in with pizza and everything is on oh, yeah, fire. Ma- yeah, <laughs> for- yeah, the community <laughs> meme. Yeah. yeah. Mablung and his gang show up and he's like, oh, Turin, I know this guy. By the way, like, have you seen, we're, we're coming to, yeah, we're coming to fight the dragon. And Turin says, oh, don't worry about it. The dragon's already dead. And then he says, oh, but you were in Doriath, right? I heard that my mom and sister went. Are they still there? And he's like, no, like they left. And yeah, Neonor ran off in this like fit of despair. And she was like, taken over by the spell of forgetfulness and she ran off into the woods naked. Then at last Turin knew that Doom had overtaken him and that he had slain Brandir unjustly. I like how that's what comes to his mind first is that, oh my god! I shouldn't have killed Brandir. It's I shouldn't like, have killed Brandir. That- not, oh my god, I my sister and she's carrying my child. I, I <sighs> guess that is the most recent one. Brandir's body is literally like right next to him. Yeah, I imagine a, like Mablon being like, here. oh no, everything of that he said was true. And then turned just like looking down at the corpse and just like, oh. yikes. You were right. <laughs> Sorry, bro. My bad. Sorry about that. That was, that was my bad. Now I need to process everything else that was said. And he really oh does. He really is like, I can't top this. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you know what? You know what? They got me with the incest. I'm out. You know I what? I'm good. That was, a, that was a good plot twist. That was a good plot twist. I'll give, I'll give him that no one. I'll give him that one. I've become the most doomed individual. Yeah. And he, like, laughs to himself. And then he tells his, and then he, he tells Mablung, he's like, don't worry about it. Just go. <laughs> also, he curses Doriath for no good reason. He, it's like he bade Mablung go and return to Doriath with Doriath, curses right. upon it. And it's like, dude, 
what did Doriath do to you? They were literally oh, going yeah, and to he forgive says, and murder. And a curse too upon your errand. And yeah. Mablung was like, I don't understand anything of what has happened here. Because from Mablung's perspective, all he did was say like, oh yeah, your sister was um, under the spell, was you know hypnotized yeah. by the dragon and she ran away. I don't know what happened to your and, mom either. And then the next thing Turin says is... You know, he's having all these internal realizations, but he doesn't say any of them aloud. And so then all of a sudden, Mablung is just being like yelled at and is like a, pl- you know, being told, you know, a plague upon your houses. And, and yeah, and the fact that he says, yeah, a curse to upon your ear. And he's like, F- you for coming here, because if you hadn't, I never would have found out. I never would have known. <laughs> Could have lived in bliss. I, ignorance, ignorance is bliss, bliss man. <laughs> this, o- this only was wanting. And he's like, this was the last thing I needed. This is the last yeah. thing. So he goes up to the top of the cliff that Neonor had flung herself off of earlier. Before he does that, gotta bring back the cursed sword. Yes. He's gonna die. He's gonna die the most metal way possible. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was confusing how he dies with how his body (laughs) is disposed of, I think. I can't remember. Okay, whatever. Anyway, okay. Let me let me rewind. He goes back to the the scene of the crime. You know, of, yeah. of the dead dragon, Glaurong, the dead dragon, the sister wife, all <laughs> the that. sister wife, and the cousin child, cousin <laughs> fetus, the god. The no, ne- nephew, 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 son, nephew. Yeah, that's it. Nephew, nephew son, kid, daughter, nephew, niece, kid. <laughs> oh, okay. And he sets up Gerthing on on the ground or whatever against a rock. And he says, Hail Gerthing, no lord or loyalty dost thou know, save the hand that wieldeth thee. From no blood wilt thou shrink. Wilt thou therefore take Turin Turinbar? Wilt thou slay me swiftly? From the cold, (laughs) wait, from the blade ring a cold voice in answer. So now we have talking swords. swords. Okay. Look, I, Baron was... Baron lucked out with the talking dog, okay? Yeah. Baron got the talking dog. Talking swords going Turin to the Turin gets the sister wife and the talking sword that wants which to kill Which just reminds me of the cartoon show Dave the Barbarian, which oh has a talking gosh. sword as one of the characters. I haven't thought characters. about that show in so long. Like, and she's like an elderly, disgruntled woman who's mad that she's like the sword of Dave the Barbarian. You know, that, oh, that's anyway. Gerthang's voice now. Gerthang's voice is so, her voice. So, um... Yea, I will drink thy blood gladly, that so I may forget the blood of Beleg, my master, and the blood of Brandir, slain unjustly. I will slay thee swiftly. So Turin falls upon the blade and dies. Mablung and everyone come to, you know, ooh and ah at the dragon body. And that's where they find Turin. When they lift him up, they also find that Girthing had broken underneath him in this last act. Mm-hmm. We're on the last page, everyone. We're on the last like page. Three, we did like it. like three sentences left. <laughs> so they lay him. So they lay Turin, um, I think, at the top of the, the mountain or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, where the, where the dragon died. Okay, where the dragon died. And his gravestone, they put... Oh, I'm just now realizing. Okay, never mind. Um, so they, on his gravestone, I believe it, tra- it probably translates to Turin Turinbar Bane of Glaurung or mm-hmm. something. And they also wrote Neonor Niniel. And I'm like, can we not put Niniel? Because that kind of reminds everyone. <laughs> uh, of the unfortunate circumstances. 
Here yeah, lies Turin the... Tuambar. He f***ed his sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was not there, nor was it ever known whither the cold waters of Teeglin had taken her. And everyone can breathe now. The chapter is ended. Okay, so, <sighs> so I mean, so many questions, right? Um, first of all, Tolkien, what? <laughs> yeah. Feel... What? Yeah. What was, was happening? And also, what? Maybe I will find out in the subsequent three chapters. <laughs> I don't know. But what does any of this have to do with these f***ing magic stones that Feanor made and Morgoth has and that the sons of Feanor are trying to get back? It's it's just messy. What does it's- no, like that's a Baron great and Luthien also sort like sort of but they get a Silmaril they, they grab a Silmaril it's yeah they take a Romeo Silmaril and, Juliet. You know, and we learn about like Aragorn's lineage and everything like that's yeah. important to the lore of the characters that that came before this book you know yeah. I get that this one what does it have to do with it, anything it, and you don't have to you don't have to answer that but I just ended this with like what was the point of any of that what what just what? to take you on a little journey. Why? It's a mix of that and also, in all seriousness, it's Tolkien being like, and now things are just going to get worse for everyone. Nargothrond is destroyed. Doriath now has a curse on it, but from Turin, which is never good. Oh, yeah. it does. Yeah. Mablung does say, yeah, they bury him and he's he's like, now I'm. Well, now I'm doomed too. Cause damn it! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, he's like, I ah, got me. Darn it! And it's it's uh, also like this moment when you also remember Hurin has been watching this entire thing. Hurin, right? Because Morgoth is like, I'm gonna give you my superpowers so you can yeah, see how I fuck your family. Awful. Yeah, to like sit there and watch. He had to watch the his suffering. Kids have everything. Everything. Oh no! Oh, no. If anyone had it worse than Turin, I think it might have been her. Everyone, like, like, everyone's like, oh, poor Frodo. Frodo never had to witness incest. I'm just going to say that. Frodo never had to watch that. Uh, um, Mary Clay is speechless. <laughs> oh my this God. is such a long episode of us being like, no. <laughs> yeah, like I'm... I literally don't even know what else to say just because that so chapter much. just was so much out of left field. Shout out to Beleg. He was a real one. Yeah. Yeah, Beleg was a real bro. He was, he was great. Peace. He was a little golden boy just trying to save yeah. his lover. And then once he died, everything just... Anyway, and so, oh, okay, right. I, okay, I guess I'll, I'll wrap up with this, which is that I, before sitting down for the recording, I was Google searching summaries to read just to refresh my memory, which still did nothing to refresh my memory. But um, brief summaries describe Turin as a tragic hero and I was like, excuse me, what? I mean, like, sure, he defeated the the dragon, but, like, He's... I, I think so much of this was because of his own decision-making. I think it's like, where mm. it's almost like, uh, Be- like Beowulf, kind of, where, like, Beowulf mm. is a, he's a great warrior, but he causes so much just destruction around him. Like, I, I would not say Turin was a tragic hero. He was a... He was a guy. He was pretty because, like, <laughs> even though, even though, like a lot of the things that happened to him were tragic, he also played a lot of active. Like he deliberately ignored the advice of Olmo. 
You know, like yeah. maybe you he could argue everyone's like, advice. Yeah, he, like, he willingly, if he had it all, all this could have just been solved if he had literally goes back gone to. back to Thingol, who was like, "Your murder's forgiven." And it's like, dude, you got away with murder, and you were sad about back. that. What the hell? Yeah. So yeah. So when I hear the phrase "tragic hero," I think of a hero who, like, despite all circumstances, despite like all of these it. forces working against him, you know, he's he's a hero and he prevails, but he also has all these tragedies happen that he has no control over. Whereas Turin had full control over the the beginning of his situation where he could have just gone back into Doriath and none of this would have happened. The end. So many options where he could have just done the right thing. So many other options. There, there, are, multiple so many other there are multiple it's, times to turn back. There were multiple times. It is a statistical wonder that he chose the wrong option. <laughs> like when time. you're given like it's... a 50-50 chance <laughs> several like multiple times. Yeah. It's like uh... it is bonkers that you managed to get it's all like, of them um, wrong. All of the the video games that are like you know the the choices you make affect the, the story yeah. and and everything, and what happened in this story is like you get to the end of the video game and like everyone's dead or like you know you get like the worst possible ending and then people in the comments of the Twitch stream are like oh my god you unlocked the secret terrible ending oh my god like only one percent <laughs> of people make enough choice like make enough of the bad choices that and lead to this it. like crazy and you did it job, like, turn you did without it. even trying you know or actually i think turin did try telltale games have i got it. an idea yes. for you Turin Turambar Simulator, but you can't oh, choose God. the right one. It's um, always actually, the wrong one. Actually, no, I, the whole want, thing. I want the the makers of Until Dawn oh, to do my gosh. a Silmarillion. <laughs> like, your actions good, affect... <laughs> they could do some good like, horror stuff with the Silmarillion, too. Man, somewhat... I'm, once some media company gets rights to the Silmarillion, I think it's over. Like, I think we're going to have, like, media overload of, like, video games, TV shows, merch. I think it would be even better if the Silmarillion was just, like, they're like, no one gets to profit off this. It's public domain now. And everyone yes. gets to do their own thing. Yes. Because look, because honestly, I think Let's that's the only... Let's let it go into public domain. Yeah, yes. because like with Lord of the Rings, it's, it is like an actually like focused story. I can understand like, oh, you want to give the rights to other people. The Silmarillion is already just so bonkers and so much stuff already happens. Yeah. It's like Greek mythology. Like one person like, Everyone has their make... own take on Greek mythology. Everyone should have their own take on the yeah. Silmarillion. Yeah. And there's, like, so many different stories that you can tell and so many, yeah. like, different characters to, to play as if we're going with, this like, video game. So, and so many characters, anyway. we don't know what happens to them. So you could just freely go play. I want to play as Melian, <laughs> where you just sit in the forest. Handing out bread. <laughs> just, like, watching everyone <laughs> ignore you. And then you just sit back, like. I got my elf husband. We'll see how this plays out. Can't say I told you so. Okay. Sorry, wait a minute. We I want to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We have been talking now oh for God. two and a half hours, which was me trying to go through this quickly. You did a very good job. This was you a roller coaster, oh and gosh. you told the story so, beautifully. This was so much better than our episode on it, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Much more well, in detail. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, there's too much detail. You know, yeah. Tolkien gives too much detail. So, okay. Thank you guys both for joining me, for jumping in, for saving the day, um, and for uh, several weeks ago standing up <laughs> against the, the stupid trolls of, of the Anytime. white nationalist Tolkien Anytime. fandom. <laughs> what is a fellowship for? <laughs> yes, yes, fellowship. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter is the silly no twitter is silly merlians plural because the silly merlian was too many letters uh we have a patreon and that one is patreon.com slash the silly merlian uh we're on we are also have our own individual twitters i'm at good looking geek and tori is at toriello underscore and and we have a podcast called the silly millions where you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts we are making our way currently through the hobbit films (gasps) and giving our reviews we we are actually watching desolation of smog this coming uh sunday and Mm -hmm. uh we're releasing our reactions on patreon so you can like sync it up with the movie oh that's so fun yeah and then we are our actual episodes are our review of the movie so we're enjoying that, and we'll be, be we'll start doing reviews of the Rings of Power when that starts mm-hmm. up at the end oh of this God. month. And then, I cannot believe. Uh, and that will be intermixed because I believe on September the twenty second we are going to begin the Fellowship of the Ring. Tori's read through of Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. and uh, we're hoping to have kind of like this big like first episode, like a long expected party, basically. <laughs> Uh, oh right, because I'm dumb. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. I was like, why on? Se- I was like, why on September yeah, 22nd? It's, uh, going, it just so happens. Line Hobbit up with Bilbo. Day. Yeah, That's Bilbo's, Bilbo's birthday. birthday. It's Frodo's, Frodo's birthday. birthday. Yeah, people love. Yeah, everyone forgets that it's also Frodo's birthday. <laughs> Poor Frodo. <laughs> well, Bilbo's the one who's like, it's my birthday. Oh, and Frodo's here Frodo's too. Frodo's like, <laughs> okay, I guess. That's what I'm talking about. As a proud member of WBNE, if you want to learn more about the network, you can go to wbne.org. The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash Pod. You can follow the podcast on social media at Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Pod and you can sign up to be a sponsor like Irina. Irina... Thank you for your continued support, for continuing to be a wonderful member of the WBNE Discord server. That's right, listeners. That is another wonderful perk of becoming a That's What I'm Talking About patron. You get access to our Discord server where you can talk to other wonderful nerds like Irina. As always, if you like what you're listening to, please make sure to rate and review. I, I think we all need to go lie down. So um, <laughs> go, talk to my go lie down, go drink water. Yeah, go talk to a therapist. Need a drink. Get a drink. Do do whatever you need to do for for self Think for self care after after this one. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any parting words for the audience? Uh, never us. take the blatantly cursed sword. Always choose the one. Like just pick a regular sword, man. Don't pick the cursed one. And that's what I'm talking about.